Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. What a world! Welcome and all to another episode of the Ocho, presented to you in partnership, as always, with SB Nation's blog and theboys.com. My name is RJ Ochoa. You know me, of course, from BTB and from Riders, your humble host on the Ocho. It is Thursday, the third day, October 20th, 2022. We hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you're happy, safe, healthy. And even though I am recording this on Wednesday afternoon, I want to congratulate my Houston Astros on their one nothing lead in the ALCS. Going to make it 2 nothing tonight. But before we continue, a reminder that the Ocho is presented to you by Righteous Felon Craft Jerky, the jerky that helps fuel our Dallas Cowboys. That's correct. Righteous Felon Jerky and Biltong are available for Cowboys players at the Ford Center Training Facility. Each two-ounce bag of jerky has 16 to 20 grams of protein. Biltong, 32, and each meat stick has 8 grams of protein. They all have, I think, a million grams of deliciousness. Uh, if it's good enough for the Cowboys, it's got to be good enough for you, too. Righteous Felon uses a locally sourced all-natural black Angus beef and prides itself on superior quality, revolutionary branding, and unique flavors that go beyond the stereotypical jerky offering. Seriously, check out their website and you will see these are some unique flavors. How do you do that? Go to RighteousFelon.com and use discount code BTB15 at checkout to get 15% off your order. Um, It is an incredible discount. It is an incredible food. It is an incredible product. I love Righteous Felon. I buy it literally weekly. I eat bags just about every single day. I highly recommend you do the same, but it's time. All right. It's time to let loose. It's time, time to, you know, just kind of shake it off. Right. All right. This past week sucked. I said this past week. It's Thursday. It's Wednesday as I'm recording this. The, win- the week is barely half over. Uh, hump day. All right. Cowboys lost to the Eagles. All right. My mentions were a disaster. I did not enjoy it. But Cowboys back on track with Dak Prescott. All right. Back on track in the overall and by back on track with Dak Prescott, I literally mean back on track. Just a little bit before I sat down to record this, Dak Prescott was cleared medically. All right, people, it's happening. Like, cue the, the gif. It's happening. It's really happening. In fact, Dak Prescott was cleared medically while I was recording with today's guest. Who is today's guest? Chris Perfett from Pride of Detroit. Pride of Detroit is SB Nation's Detroit Lions website. They are wonderful people over there. They do an incredible job covering the Detroit Lions. I find myself, um, like, you know, say, I don't know, Monday night. Monday night's a good example. After the Denver Broncos lost, I really, people love our Troll in the Nation article that we do. The fantastic OCC, the GOAT, uh, puts together at bloggingtheboys.com. Um, 
but um, you know the the spirit of what makes Stolen Nation great is is the comments right from from people that are fans of different teams. And so what I love to do is after a game like Monday Night Football when the Broncos were so bad, I will go to SB Nation's website for that team. In this case, it's Mile High Report for the Denver Broncos, and just check out what uh, what their fans have to say. And as you can imagine, in the case of the Denver Broncos, it was not great. But one of the best sites that we have is Pride of Detroit. Uh, all the people who work there in different capacities are so smart, so intelligent, so great at talking about the Detroit Lions and the Lions are a really interesting team so I wanted to kind of figure out you know what to expect what our you know expectations really should be get a little bit of a, a calibration as far as uh, who the Lions are they're one and four they were just on their bye but you know what let's let's peel back this layer baby all right let's let's do it and to do that like I said we brought in the best so Chris Perfett of Pride of Detroit about to join us here but before he does a reminder we had another special guest in our BTB interview series drop on Wednesday here on our podcast network and on our YouTube channel. I sat down with Dallas Cowboys legend DeMarcus Ware. We talked about this Cowboys defense, a lot of different things, the great work he's doing with Crown Royal. So go back in your feed, go to the YouTube channel, check that out. Thank you to DeMarcus. Thank you to Crown Royal for making that happen. But let's head to the 313, even though it's not actually that. Uh, but the joke was too good. I couldn't not say it, obviously. Let's talk some Cowboys Lions with pride of Detroit's Chris Perfett right here next on the Ocho. Very pleased now to be joined by the one, the only, the internationally famous. Uh, I think he actually came from the uh, the like space station that Xeon that, uh, or Zion, whatever her name was, girl of the 21st century. Xenon. I don't remember exactly the Disney Channel original movie. It is from Pride of Detroit 1. I'll say just the best leg of the podcast. I'm so jealous of them that they get to call it that um, over our Detroit Lions site here uh, at SB Nation. It is Chris Perfett on Twitter at Chris Perfett. Uh, joins us to, of course, preview the Cowboys-Lions game. Chris, thank you so much for taking the time to join us. Do you know the name of the Disney Channel original movie I'm talking about? I don't. I thought at first you were talking about Mobile Suit Gundam, so I thought I was running into an old-school weeaboo, and I was very happy for a second. Thought we were yeah. going to start talking about giant mechs stomping around. And well, I know um, right before we started recording, I wanted to see your most recent tweet. And I actually was very upset because it was uh, about the Philadelphia Eagles. And it's a tough time around here. <laughs> All right. There's no need for that. And I actually was really upset. Um, I, I saw the Eagles or I don't know if you have more information on this, but they're they're creating some sort of Christmas album, right? That Jason Kelsey's a part of. I, I have no more information than that. I, uh, I work at Fox Sports Radio on the weekend with a guy from Philadelphia, Anthony Gargano. So I'll probably ask him about that. But I fully expect that to enter our NFL canon along with the Super Bowl shuffle. Right. Uh, I think the Broncos made an album back in the day, too. I know there was no, no, no. I, or was it? No, it was the Rams. It was the, the, the Rams in their first stint in Los Angeles mm-hmm. may, made a uh, ram it. You can ram it all day and ram right, it all night. Right. We're back to those days of, of NFL teams dancing very awkwardly along with yeah. cheerleaders on, 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 on music videos. I'm, I'm very excited for this. Well, and, and Troy Aikman, uh, very, very famously, some would say infamously, had like a single song, like a single, um, you know, part of an album. I don't know that he had was, an Was it album. about how much he just, he's, he's sarcastically talking about analytics? Um, a little bit. Um, it was called Oklahoma Nights. Um, so I don't know that anybody's like seriously talking about Oklahoma Nights. Maybe there was like a lace of sarcasm involved there. Um, but uh, whatever. I do think the Eagles Christmas album thing is cool. I hate to admit that. But, it, you know, if you're a fan of that team, that's got to be like the sickest thing ever that you just now there, Philadelphia is having a having a renaissance right now, which means probably someone win or lose is going to eat horse poop. And I think the rest of the country can take solace in that, knowing one way or another, 
there's there's going to be fecal matter involved down the down the digestive tracts of someone who is screaming right now go birds right uh that's a forgotten part of their super bowl run uh that's honestly the most important element as far as i'm concerned um the cowboys of course coming off of a loss to the eagles in in their most recent super bowl which is of course their their home game against the dallas cowboys uh the eagles had their way with your detroit lions uh, a few weeks ago um the lions i have some thoughts and, and some questions which is i mean literally the point of this conversation uh but but the cowboys and, and lions getting set to square off on sunday afternoon um it is the first time this season correct me if i'm wrong that the lions have been a part of a, a number one broadcast group you got nance romo and tracy wolfson so big stage for the detroit lions welcome uh not to prime time but welcome you know to to the way the better half lives we get that around Thanksgiving every year. We just, <laughs> every every now and then we get we get the people on Thanksgiving who have to bellyache about why the Lions are on Thanksgiving, and I get to tell those I get to give those people the double bird every mm-hmm. time. Like that that day belongs to us and to you, as I'm sure you're aware. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, there's it's this this season's actually been interesting for the Lions in that regard. The only team that is basically on a 1 p.m. window every every week. Like Just every bad. week, they no prime time, no late game, as you say, no, no. Uh, they don't get Thursday night football because of that Thanksgiving game. That you you would have thought something would have come off of hard knocks, but no. The schedule makers insisted we need more Denver Broncos. We need more Denver Broncos. We need more Washington Commanders. We need more. Uh, who else is it on Chicago there? Bears. The Chicago Bears. Right. We need all those teams. We need those up there so you can watch Russ cook a grease fire. But no, I'm sure that the Detroit Lions and Jared Goff won't entice people. Granted, I think that stock has plummeted to uh, less than the price of probably the fifth performing cryptocurrency right now. <laughs> it's it's in the dirt. It's in the dirt. the The stock for the Detroit Lions uh, peaked with uh, with with Dan Campbell talking about beating your ass in the shallows or in the deep end, and it's just gone way downhill from there. So I, I'm not. I don't want to get lost in the weeds on Dan Campbell. I think he's a great story. Former cowboy, obviously. So, like, natural bit of love for me there. He, he made a commercial for you guys where he looked this up. He punches a horse. I it mean, was a season ticket commercial. These these cowboys are bucking a Bronco, and Dan Campbell goes in and tackles it. At this point, I'm like I'm a little over the show. You know what I mean? Like you mentioned, Hard Knocks. Like it's a it's wearing a little bit thin on me. Maybe I. It always the, does. Hard Knocks has like a limited lifespan. Yeah. But, it, but it's not just the Hard Knocks bump. Like I'm I'm I pride myself on not being somebody who gets swept up in that. Right. Like there's those people annual. Like last year was actually the cow. So this is the Thanksgiving game and the like most recent Hard Knocks teams game. Um, and I'm I'm never somebody that's like I never was in on like the Falcons or the Texans when when they were or the Browns or the Chargers or the Rams when they were on Hard Knocks. Um, but the Dan Campbell bit in general, I think Dan Campbell is much more intelligent than he lets on. And I think that Dan, Dan Campbell gets more credit for losing than I feel like any like like Mike McCarthy does for winning games. Um, and like, where's the rebuild? Like, when, when's it happening? You know, like and I get we're still early on here and I'm not trying to, you know, bring you in and, and take shots right away. because there are a lot of elements of this Lions team I like, but I don't like that they got. You know, skunked. They got blanked by the Patriots last time we saw them. Like, is that the team that's walking into AT&T Stadium on Sunday? I have no clue. I wish I could tell you I had a clue because the problem is the week prior, they put up like an NFL high 45 <laughs> points, but then lost also 48 to the Seattle Seahawks. So which which is Lions team after five games? I really don't know like that. And that was the problem with last year, too, is I really don't know what I'm getting each week other than I expect them for the most part to fight hard. 
They didn't get to fight hard last week against the, I mean, two weeks ago, excuse me, against the Patriots, but that was also true of the Philadelphia Eagles last year, too, and then they turn around and are able to keep clawing and fighting and biting and covering the spread for Vegas purposes. I don't, I, I, I wish I knew, and I think that's what's made this year at least so fascinating, so riveting to me under Dan Campbell, who is... You call it a bit, but that's genuinely who he is sometimes. He I is believe smart. That too. He is, yeah, yeah. Just to be but clear. like, I, I just, from, from being around him, like, he gets the sound bites that make him seem silly, but at the same time, like, I, I catch him on the post game shows. He's always holding everything on him. He, he talks like a former player. He acts like a former player, and it's down in his bones. The man is letting you know who it is. That doesn't mean he's going to be a good coach, but he's had this theory about, like, if I put former players in coaching positions like me, that it will that it, it, it will bring something different to the table and the team will keep fighting. Uh, that needs to turn into wins at some point, but... Right now, it's year two of a, of what's supposed to be a rebuild. Lions fans haven't really seen a rebuild since the aughts. They've had bad years, trust me. No, they had bad years, but it never really hit reset on while Matthew Stafford was the quarterback. So I guess I'm still feeling it out, and Lions fans are starting to get a little jealous of teams like the Giants and the Jets, right. who seem to be back on track, but also kind of went through a lot more instability to get there in the first place and at least had some pieces there, whereas... Matt Patricia just bombed the place out. So it's it, it's difficult to suss out. But for me, as someone who watches football, who watches the team and has to get on a podcast and, and yell about it and try to take some giggles out of my life and try not to get too emotional, I at least appreciate that they're at least a, a, a sideshow every week. And I appreciate I appreciate the, the Patricia years were bad because the Patricia years were just boring. They were boring mm-hmm. bad. They were bad at everything. Dan Campbell's teams might be bad right now, but they're bad in really insane, interesting ways that just like, did they really just do that? They went for it on fourth down again here. Okay. They, they don't trust the kicker enough. Okay, I, I guess. But wow, they're looking at a lot of points and oh no, Jared Goff looks like 2000 Jared, 2020 Jared Goff again. Like it's, you get something new every time. And I, that drives fans insane. For me, who's already an insane fan, I'm content to try to figure out what exactly is going on. I agree with that entire premise, to be very clear. I would much rather be a fan of this year's Lions than this year's Broncos, right? Like, you know, just if you're going to be bad, be spectacularly bad, right? Like, you know, be entertaining. Give us, you know, cover the spread, whatever. Like, you know, fi- just don't be boring. Boring is, is the worst possible way to be. Uh, you mentioned 2020, the 2020 Cowboys after Dak Prescott got hurt. That, I mean, they were a little bit cute down the stretch, and the division mm-hmm. was so bad, which um, it was, is what kind of, like, breathed life into the, the lunacy of it all. Um but okay, so you you have no idea what to expect. Let's let's try to like is DeAndre Swift going to play? Let's try to figure out what to expect. <laughs> well, apparently the injury report's out and it looks like the I mean, the old joke is the Lions lose to the bye week. I don't want to do that, but uh, they've got, by my count, over a dozen players on the Wednesday injury report. DeAndre Swift limited. I feel bad because I I know you want a prediction. Last time I was on a podcast, it was with the Seattle guys, and I said, yeah, I'm on Ross St. Brown is trending towards playing. So I, I, I want to be careful about opening my mouth and cursing him. But let me go to a different point on that. They need DeAndre Swift to play. They need that ground game to play. Jamal Williams has performed well in the games where he's asked to perform well, but he, is, he has limited tricks. He is a bowling ball. You let him go through, and if he hits the end zone, he will he will do a Ginyu squad pose, because he's a weeb, and I love him. I've interviewed him twice. He asked me what Harry Potter house I am. But Which one is it? 
I I just told him I'm a Hufflepuff. I don't I'm 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 a normal person. I mm. don't believe in having special powers. That's for people with with way too much ego. Right. Um, but I, DeAndre Swift gives you different levels. The man hits explosive plays on the regular against pretty much like he was doing it against the Eagles too, who were learning that the Eagles are really 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 good. Uh, that's kind of been the lesson of this first five games for the Detroit Lions is everyone thought this was a really easy schedule and updated strength of schedule shows that it's really not for them. But DeAndre Swift jump like can hit the sides. He, he has been coached very well by Deuce Staley. He's, he's learned to stay in bounds, keep pushing for the extra few yards. And it's given something the Lions really haven't had for as long as I've watched the team, which is a run game. And against wow. Dallas, the Mikel Lashore disrespect, Chris. I will wow. disrespect Mikel Lashore. Thank <laughs> you very much. But especially with the 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 pass rush, I know that the Dallas defense possesses. They do need to keep them honest, and they the only way they're going to do that is with a competent ground game. And the only way you're going to get the competent good ground game is having De- DeAndre Swift play and play healthy. So I, I think the question is, will I see DeAndre Swift? I don't know. The question of whether that I think they need DeAndre Swift? Absolutely, yes. Yes, yes, yes. They need DeAndre Swift, and they need a healthy offensive line. I will say that's kind of the Achilles heel of this Cowboys defensive. It's not, I, feel like, I feel like we misuse that term a lot. Like, an Achilles heel is like a small, like somewhat concealed point of weakness. It's not like a massive, like, on-display thing. Yeah, you know Achilles, I mean? Achilles heel was the one part of the heel of Achilles that was not dipped into one of these. Was it, was it, the, was it, the, it wasn't the sticks. He would have died. It was some Greek river that made him invincible, except for the part right. of the heel that he was held up by. And he dies because he gets shot in the leg for that. I went, I went to school. I went to a Catholic school. I had to know my, my classics. Yes, yes. But yes, that's yes. What I'm that, like, it's, it's a big weakness, but instead it's just, yeah, we're using it wrong. But it's like. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. It's a big weakness, but it's also like it's not exactly the, the like part of a body you're aiming for like in war with like a bow and arrow. You know, what I'm it's not a. It's also not head. unknown. You know I mean? we, we've seen the Cowboys in five games. We know what right. they are on against the it's run. Yeah, right. So if DeAndre Swift plays, I'll, I'll be honest. I like the Cowboys odds to win here. I don't know if I, you know, you know, bullish enough to say they cover. I mean, seven point line at the time of, of you and I recording, at least, um, you know, Dak Prescott, you know, Looking like he's going to be back, that is still not a 100% certainty sort of thing. Uh, but it, presuming he is, I, I do like that idea a little bit more. Um, man, I um, 
so what else? What like what else is there to fear then? If if DeAndre Swift isn't there, like is is Jared? What is the game that Jared Goff has won for the Lions? And I I feel like that's such an unfair question, but it's just the reality of who the team is right now. Jared Goff is someone who has had the table set for him very well right now. And to be honest, in most of the games that have played so far, he's played well enough of what the Lions are asking of him. Because you can, Jared Goff is Jared Goff. He's never going to be that elite quarterback that people hoped for, but he can still be the tier two, a tier two quarterback, kind of like we saw when he was playing for the Rams in Pro Bowl caliber. Because look, that's all you really need in the NFL these days. Like, he's is he any better than Jimmy Garoppolo? Probably not. But people give a lot more credit to Jimmy Garoppolo because Jimmy Garoppolo wins games. But mm-hmm. all Jimmy has to do is just make sure he's getting the ball out on time to the right people, hand the ball off every now and then, and play behind a really good offensive line. And that's what the Lions have tried to set up for Jared Goff. They've given him Panay Sewell on the t- and Taylor Decker on the tackles, Frank Ragnow under center, DeAndre Swift as your as your tailback. They've given him Amon Ross St. Brown. They've given him Josh Reynolds, his old friend. They got DJ Shark. He hasn't really made a connection with him yet. They've given him all these great offensive weapons. They'll have another one when Jamison Williams finally becomes healthy mm-hmm. and starts to play. So there's really no excuse for him at this point. But at the same time, the problem is that the Lions are dealing with a lot of injuries on offense. And when things aren't as perfect, Jared Goff starts to panic a little bit. He starts to, like what the Patriots did last week, was shades of Jared Goff I've seen before where, hey, here comes the pass rush. And whereas Jared Goff under, say, the Vikings game could see that pass rush a little bit off the tackles and step up and scramble, the Jared Goff I saw in the Patriots game was getting blindsided, and his only option when he gets blindsided is to back up 10 yards and then get sacked, making the sack worse than it needs to be. It's, it's, it's something... Jared Goff's not going to throw a ton of interceptions. He's had some bad ones lately, but he's going to be the game man. Like he's, it's the new version of game manager. Nobody wants to say game manager anymore, but that's what Jared Goff is. He manages it well. He makes high completion percentage passes he gets a deep ball out every now and then to josh reynolds at, or or shark and he he gets uh tj hawkinson and deandre swift moving in a pass game as well like this this isn't hard for jared goff it's just that when that line breaks down jared goff shows a lot more weaknesses where he can be vulnerable and we go back and forth i've gone back and forth with this with lions fans who have gotten very upset that i called out jared goff mistakes in games even where the Lions were playing well like the Commanders game or the Vikings game and I'm just like no like listen I know he's not the a number one problem the defense is the big problem for the Detroit Lions Mm -hmm. the defense can't stop a cold right now but at some point this is going to bite them in the ass and that's what happened in the Patriots game it bit them in the ass so Jared Goff can be a problem especially when he's playing a very good pass rush and that's something I really worry about going in to the Dallas game is that if Panay Sewell can't pick up someone like, say, Micah Parsons, or Taylor Decker can't pick up Micah Parsons, it's going to be a long day for him. Mm. Um, while you were speaking, Chris, um, I, again, just an important context, I think, for you Uh-oh. to know, and certainly the coverage you guys provided prior to Detroit, uh, Dak Prescott was just cleared medically, literally this moment. Okay. Um, what? No loyalty <laughs> so to the great, no loyalty to the great <laughs> Cooper Rush and everything he's done so far. I see how it is. <laughs> Um, so, because, so I, I think that that's, that's, I mean, that's 
it's obviously a, a big time deal because to your mm-hmm. point i mean this this is maybe the most stout pass rush stout defense that jared goff and the lions will have played all season and they're obviously dealing with injuries like you said they may not have what might be the offense's best player in deandre swift and all of that is is all the more difficult if the other offense is scoring points which was a problem against the eagles as, as an example obviously um so what is that news me telling you this obviously is unique that it happened while we were recording is that I mean, I don't know that you thought the Lions were going to win or what you thought that they, that they could cover something, anything like that. But does that change your approach to this game at all? Your thought process on how it could go for Detroit? I try not to give predictions on games itself. Every time Pride to Detroit asks me for prediction, I tell them I expect a tie. So I'm not going to pretend like I know what's going to happen in this game. I do like them to cover the spread just because the Lions tend to cover the spread a lot. And I'm just playing the numbers here. But at the same time, I... I, I don't know what the what I should expect out of having Dak Prescott back because Cooper Rush, while he's been fantastic, is not someone I really felt threatened by in the passing game and where the Lions are weakest right now is is their is their coverage. It's it's their secondary. They've they've had a lot of injuries there. They've lost Tracy Walker for the season. Amani Oruarie hasn't become the guy they've they've wanted. Jeff Okuda, who has played very well, but he's still coming back this year from an Achilles He's covered some of the primest of prime wide receivers out there and done mm-hmm. very well, but this is just not a defense you can ask to stand on their head. They get no linebacker help whatsoever in any phase of the game. Aiden Hutchinson is playing, I think, very well, but he's also playing very unpolished, and he's they don't rookie, really yeah. get a lot. He's a rookie, and he's not getting a lot of help from, like, I'll, I'll see, he's not getting a lot of help from the other side of the line, and sometimes the defensive tackles are coming in to help clean up, and other times he's just overshooting. So it the, the execution needs work for the Detroit Lions pass rush, but that pass rush is ultimately meaningless it, if, if, the, if the secondary can't do anything. It's almost the opposite problem of what the Lions used to have under Jim mm. Caldwell or under early Matt Patricia was you had guys like Darius Slay who could and, you know, Glover Quinn, who could lock down the entire back, the entire, you know, uh, uh, pass game. But it doesn't matter if you don't have anyone to push the pocket. So I will say. It's, it's kind of it's kind of moved the opposite way. So I think that actually I don't I, I, I think the fact that Dak can probably throw the ball a little bit better, better than Cooper Rush probably helps out, probably helps out because the Lions like stopping the run. But right. passing game has been killing them all year. I will say I have a couple of quick ones, but um, it's it's fascinating how much turnover has happened within the Detroit secondary just in the last like decade. Um, I mean, you would know better than I, but that 2014 wild card matchup between the Cowboys and Lions, obviously much better memory for me than you. Um, that was that was an incredible uh, defense. The podcast audience can't see you, Chris, uh, thankfully. <laughs> but uh, that was an incredible <laughs> defensive front. And some of that was it was Tony Romo wasn't exactly supremely mobile at that point in his career. But I mean, that that front was Sue was so good for I mean, that little bit of an underrated part in NFL history. I know the Lions don't get any kind of love like that, but that was a, a really great time. Uh, you mentioned Aiden Hutchinson. I interviewed him on the SB Nation NFL show ahead of the draft. And I'm going to ask you what I asked him, and then I'll tell you what he said. I asked him what his favorite condiment was. Because he's been getting all this, like, football stuff. So I was trying to, you know, lighten mm. the mood a little bit. Um, what, so what is your favorite condiment? Oh, God. Um, can I say Thousand Island dressing? You really can. I, I really enjoy Thousand Island. I, I was going to say that, I mean, that, I, I guess that's not really much of a condiment. That's more of, like, a topping for a sandwich. I'll just go with mayonnaise. I like mayonnaise. I, 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 like, be- I like the... 
regular ordinary Swedish mealtime show that used to be back in the day where this bearded barbarian just eats a, a spoonful of mayonnaise and growls, it's good for you. Uh, mayonnaise wow, is fine. A, everyone hate, everyone hates mayonnaise, answer. but mayonnaise makes the backbone of so many things. Well, I, I'm not saying you're out on Aiden Hutchinson or anything, but what would trouble you? What, like, what, what answer that he gave would, would make you be like, you know what, maybe I need to take a step back and reevaluate Listen, I, I'm living in the age after watching Speaking of Mayonnaise. I watched a quarterback for Kentucky, put, Will Levis, put mayonnaise in his coffee. There is nothing you can say. I drink half and half Coca-Cola and cold brew coffee. I don't think you can make you can gross me out on this. Okay. Hit me. Well, that's I didn't mean like gross, but like mundane. Maybe what would be like boring yeah, yeah, yeah. that Aiden Hutchinson said. Um, he said ketchup. Our, our big, I was going to say, but like Patrick Mahomes, the biggest star in the NFL yeah. right now, his entire personality is selling ketchup right now. Like, That's a good point. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm not going to, to throw it on that. If you like ketchup, you like ketchup. I like my fries with, with uh, you know, the European mayonnaise, aioli. Mm. I, I really like the Japanese mayonnaise, too. The QP, like, you know. Do, do what you want. I, I am a, I am a, I, I grew up as an anarchist. I, I am all about letting people do what they so please. This took a turn. Okay. Uh, so my last one, as, as we kind of tie a bow mm -hmm. here, you've given us a lot of great intel on the Lions. Um, I already brought up the 2014 wildcard round, so like I've already crossed the line. Might yeah, as well just please say don't his again. name. Please don't Anthony again. Hitchens, you know what I mean? Like, um, so that being said, um, I think we all kind of think the Cowboys are going to win this game. And I say that with all due respect. Love the podcast. Love Pride of Detroit in general. Uh, Jamie Reisman rules. But um, this is a big, you know, I, I, I think you can help Cowboys fans apply some pre-context. Because everyone's looking and saying, well, if Dak lights up the Lions defense, like the Lions suck, the Lions are getting burned by everybody, blah, blah, blah. Like, can you contextualize for us what that looks like? Because we saw Dak Prescott, obviously, not even for the entire season opener. He was a little bit suspect over the second half of last season. So this is kind of a, you know, a reintroduction, so to speak, uh, for Dak Prescott and Cowboys fans. So can you help us identify what would be impressive, what would be maybe, you know, fool's gold, so to speak, with a performance on Sunday? That's that's again. I don't. I, I wish I could. I really don't know what he could really do to really like let me know that he's really back right now. It's a good warm up game, and ultimately the Lions made Geno Smith look really good too. Which I mean, maybe Geno he might Smith be really good. good. I don't <laughs> know. So like this entire season Gino. is so that that this entire season is just driving me insane right now. But that's why I'm like not holding any cards about Dak Prescott. He could throw for like 300 yards and i'm like yeah maybe he should do that maybe so, maybe so that wouldn't that wouldn't impress you then like ba like based on the context of who the lines have been that's obviously the question sorry um <laughs> i yeah i i am i am i am shania twain right now i'm shania twain right now that don't impress me much like i i wow. don't i've seen the depths to which this lions team can go and I will not. I am. I am a stone right now. Mm. I think if he did throw for 300 yards, I think that someone that most of our fans will be screaming out the ears. But I think also a lot of fans are starting to tune over to the next stage of Detroit sports hope, which is the Red Wings, which will They're dash back. those hopes. They will dash those hopes by Halloween. I, I, I am tired of this carousel of hope that Detroit sports fans have tried to throw themselves Pistons on after. They're young. They're very young. And already, I think some fans want them to tank again for Wembayana. So, mm. like, and, and I'm a Tigers fan, and uh, I'm not. Hey, Justin Verlander's pitching tonight. You know, you can, you can revel in that the way you did Matthew Stafford in the Super Bowl. 
I can't because I live in Los Angeles and these Dodgers fans will kill me if I, if I talk good about any Astro for any reason whatsoever, regardless mm. of my, my history with it. Uh, no. Once they're done nurse and especially they're especially dangerous now that they've they've been kicked out of the playoffs too by little right. brother in San Diego like they're they are just all all constantly insane. So I uh, yeah I the Lions have a long road ahead of them. I don't even know if it's going to be successful. The longer this goes on, the more I wonder if maybe Dan Campbell and Brad Holmes, the general manager aren't the ones who are going to bring the Lions back to relevance, but will be the ones who set the stones in, in place, but then unfairly kind of get kicked to the curb, which is what's happened in, I mean, Joe Judge was an awful coach in, 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 the, in New York, but those aren't, those aren't Brian Dable's players that they're winning with. Right. You could, I think, say, maybe the Vikings are the Vikings are like a good example of what you're talking about. Mike yeah, Zimmer, yeah. Coach, sometimes, over, sometimes, oversaw a great team. I, I the thing with Dan Campbell too is a lot of this stuff falls upon other coordinators as well. Like I think Lions fans have soured on this idea of of Aaron Glenn, the defensive coordinator, being great. He did a lot of cool things last year, but it's way too aggressive right now, especially on the zero blitzes. And Ben Johnson might be, he might be a tactical genius and he might be the next guy who gets poached way too early by the Carolina Panthers or something. But I've only seen part of a season out of him and I'm not going to cry about it. Mm. So I don't know. Like, I, I, I think it's, it's still a year and a half of Dan Campbell. I will wait for my prognostications. I know that doesn't make me a good person sometimes in the case of sports media, but Good Lord, like I, 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 the more this goes on, the more I wonder that it's like, because I, I see what they're building. I see the pieces around here other than the players they draft, like Levi Onzerike, who comes in very busted up. Brad Holmes has a nasty habit of getting injured players, but there, it's, it's going to be someone else who comes in after this at some point and just changes things around a little bit. And suddenly maybe that's what helps the Lions get the spark or maybe it won't. Yeah. And I'll still be doing this, watching the same team I've always watched. I mean, uh, kind of this is not a great example this week but you know your neck of the woods sort of what we thought brandon staley was like just you know come in take advantage party move on um again not um not the week to, to be throwing flowers um at brandon staley specifically <laughs> but um yeah. chris perfett from pride of detroit again like it's not fair that you guys get to call yourselves the podcast it, all right pod like, cast pod cast i don't care like the way you write it is <laughs> not fair like it's stupid it's not fair to the rest of us at sb nation because our name doesn't work that way um so well I, it is a very stupid it. podcast it is a very stupid podcast so it fits that we have been doing this for seven years now and it's been more lows than highs i enjoyed 2016 a lot but um we, we got a bunch of people to sing Africa by Toto in bars all over the country. Thank you, Detroit Lions fans. Uh, but yeah, no, we one of the cool, dumb things I've done, and honestly, it probably hurts our SEO too. You're, you hate it because it, it's working, but I think on the other hand, I'm like, that it's just called the podcast probably doesn't help my top line either. I'm just saying it's, it's a cool thing. And I'm jealous yeah. of it. I'm also jealous. Uh, if anybody is a, a Twitch user, check out Pride of Detroit. They are the goats of Twitch here at SB Nation. By the way, uh, I do want to throw this out here. If I may plug one thing about the Twitch. Plug coming up, we do a very big Movember charity drive. Uh, last year, I think we raised, I think it was like, I, I, God, I, I don't have the numbers up all, anymore. I used to have it pinned. I think we raised over like 12000 
dollars for two different charities uh, in in the month of November last year. We are still getting our charity together for this year, but we we bring on a lot of guests. We bring on a lot of NFL people, general NFL people too, as well as Lions stuff. We raise a lot of money. We make Jeremy uh, grow an awful mustache and then dye it uh, Honolulu blue. And they make me drink things that puts my body into some sort of shock for a week. So by all means, please stop by. We have a lot of fun on the Twitch. Madden Sims and everything. But Movember is where we start to raise a lot of money for very good causes. And I urge everyone, if you can, I, 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 hope, I hope we can grow it into more than just Lions fans doing this. Because it's something we've really prided ourselves in. And I think this Movember... I, I, again, we don't have the charity in mind yet, but we have the the topic in mind that we want to donate to, and it would it, it means a lot to us. That's awesome. Uh, everybody, go check out Predator Shred on Twitch. Seriously, I, I mean it when I say it. Nobody at SB Nation works Twitch the way they do. Um, and I actually was going to tell Jeremy he couldn't make it. You were choice number one, obviously, Chris. Uh, oh, so you know, Jeremy couldn't make it when I was just exploring secondary options. Uh, but I was going to tell him uh, the people watching on our YouTube channel will know our Madden Sim series is very popular around here. People get all sorts of upset. A complete and total ripoff of Pride of Detroit. And actually, um, I consulted with Jeremy uh, ahead of doing it. Got some some tips and advice. So if anybody around here does like the uh, the Madden Sims, you have Pride of Detroit to thank for it. Yeah, listen, we 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 understand that the world is tracing paper, and we are the or the original, <laughs> the Picasso over here. So by all means, trace away. Um, Chris, uh, enjoy the game on Sunday um, as best Is you can. Is that a threat? <laughs> I don't know. Um, I, I really, look, believe me, I'm in my own place of, of wondering what to expect from, from my team. But uh, yeah. from the, this is the, the Thanksgiving game, the last two teams on Hard Knocks games, uh, the silver and blue helmet game. By the way, bring, bring back the old one. I miss the black and white stripes on the side. It was so much better. I don't hate the uniforms. We, we don't need Lions WCF, fans feel very strong about black. They feel very strong about I black, the on black uniforms. They were so no, I like great. them, too. I like them, too. But Lions fans think I'm the Antichrist for saying that they, they they associate that black with the Matt Millen years. And I'm going to get crucified because I just said his name. I mean, I just the Lions uniforms are so great. The ones that they want like the throwback Thanksgiving ones. I know that they're plain and look very high schooly, but still like the, the simplicity of them rocks. I need that helmet with the black face mask. I don't like the current helmet. The, the stripe mm -hmm. looks weird. It looks like it's it needs to be filled in. Um, so not a fan uh, of that specifically. Yeah. But other than that, the 313. Hey, you know what I mean? Good deal. Motor City, right. Pistons, all that stuff. Uh, Chris on Twitter, Chris Perfett. Uh, anything else you want to say before we leave? I am in pain all the time thinking about that 2014 playoff game. And you know, deep down, you shouldn't have won it either. Again. You a-holes. You you, you, I'm going to find, I'm going to find the proof. I don't get mad about anything with the Lions. I don't get mad when they lose, but that game is seared. That game in the 2013 ALCS against the Red Sox is seared into my brain. I will have vengeance one way or another. Um, it was a good flag pickup. Yeah, really good one. So, no, it uh, wasn't, and I'm going to flip you the double bird again because because I just realized this isn't a visual medium. Uh, it is. This is on YouTube as well. Oh, this is? Okay, good, good. To all you people out there. Also, uh, by the way, Cowboys fans, I, I work on the Ben Maller show now and then. Stop calling into him and, and showing your asses. I see you people. Uh, Chris Perfett, ladies and gentlemen, the author of the take that the 2014 wildcard round went as it always should have. Thanks, Chris. 
Want to give a big time shout out, big time thank you to Chris for the time. If you are only listening to the podcast, um, well, that would be you because you're here. Um, this that I'm recording is not on YouTube, so great job by me. He really did, um, you know, have some hand gestures. We'll just leave it at that. Um, so, you know whatever but anyway uh cowboys lions sunday at noon um gonna be some good times by that by that point um the astros will have a three nothing lead in the alcs so um good times coming great just it's an incredible time of year so many sports so many good times um the food is awesome the cool weather's here i just my heart is full my heart is full and a big time reason for that is uh all of you who choose to make blog of the boys a part of your dallas cowboys fan experience um as we wrap up want to give a shout out to bear who's sitting here right next to me as i record this uh today that you know the day i'm putting this together is wednesday october 19th my wife and i got bear three years ago today um bear is the first dog i've ever had um and i i can't believe i never had a dog before he is such an important part of my life and so um whoever you are wherever you are Give your dog a boop uh, from me and Bear. All right, let's get out of here. Hope you have yourself an amazing day. I hope you have the greatest day of all time. You know why? Because you deserve it. That's right. All right, coming up next uh, here on the network, you have a new episode of Riled Up. Tomorrow, new episodes of Girls Talking Boys and the Star Seminar. Then Saturday, a new episode of The World Team. And then you can hang out with me on the post game on Sunday afternoon before the Astros play, after the Cowboys defeat the Lions with Dak Prescott, the mighty hand, the mighty perfectly healed thumb uh, of Dak Prescott. So looking forward to that. That show brought to you by Righteous Felon. Just like this one, go to RighteousFelon.com. Use uh, code BTB15 to get 15% off your order. Have the best day ever, again, because you deserve it. We will see you manana, my friends. As always, go Cowboys and peace out.